Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. Today I'm talking to Ben Ward of The Beer Box Company. They were originally a mobile wedding events company, but have adapted during lockdown to create and deliver DIY cocktail packages throughout South Wales. They're also slowly branching out into the rest of the UK. Hello, Ben. Hello. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I've um, taken a rare rare day off, so I'm I'm just enjoying doing other little bits rather than uh, driving up and down the country. Good, good. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about you and, I guess, the business, how it was and how you evolved into what you're doing now? Yeah, so basically, before we went down this route with the whole DIY cocktail packages, as as you've mentioned, we were a mobile bar service for weddings, events, festivals, things like that. Here with our breakthrough year, 2020 now, obviously this. And so 2020 was going to be our breakthrough year before COVID. We had a lot of events, a lot of weddings planned, and it was going to be our first main wedding season slash festival season where we were going to try and put a name for ourselves out there and, uh, and get going with that. Yeah. Obviously, obviously COVID, as it has with pretty much the whole world, put a stop to that. So we were just sat there wondering what we could do and how we could adapt. And this is how the cocktail boxes were developed so for the first couple of weeks i put it out there as an idea and we started to sell quite quickly it all happened quite fast and before you knew it it just completely took off and this is at the moment at least anyway became become the main part of our business and definitely the busiest part of our business at the moment so so were you doing when you say you're a mobile bar obviously you specialized in cocktail making at the bar it wasn't just like your gen- generic beer and to be wine. honest yeah so we did do cocktails but i wouldn't say we specialized in it at all i'd say we were a general service who were either either used as a service for a general bar or we would be made into a gin bar a cocktail bar a prosecco bar things like that but the whole specializing in cocktails came around just through through the boxes mainly and now going forward this has become a main thing for weddings and events and it seems to be what people want us to be doing as well which is good yeah. So how did you, when you first got that idea, how did you get, how did you find out one, whether it had legs and two, how did you get it out there so people knew about it so that they could order things from you? So social media, as always these days, is a, is a massive thing for us. We already had an okay following on Facebook in terms of a small local business. So that's quite good for us to be able to put it out there. But I think it was mainly, it was quite a... It was a city-based kind of idea, I'd say, in terms of it was something that maybe started to happen in the cities quite early on during the pandemic. And then we adapted it, put our own spin on it. We've always had a theme with um, like braces and bow ties, and I think that into the delivery, so it's a bit more personal. And I think that helped because it was a little bit different. It allowed the kind of word of mouth to spread quite quicker because it wasn't your, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it wasn't your usual Amazon delivery or Tesco delivery. It was quite like a little occasion, something a little bit extra. So that helped. And then with Facebook, Instagram, things like that, it spread quickly. We were doing everything over like bank transfer and it was all done quite manually. Quite soon after we started, I, re- I realised I needed to go down the hole, basically putting, putting an online shop together. And who did that? What did that process look for you? Because I presume 
you haven't built an online shop before. Did you do that or did you need to get help for that? Um, yeah, I got you... help. So what, one of my friends was the person who started helping me put that together. He had background in that kind of field. So he helped me set up the website and add the shop in at the same time. Was really useful in, in helping me get started because it was a different world to me. Um, mm. I was actually quite reluctant to get started with it just because I don't know why it was like the unknown. And to me, yeah. It's hilarious now because I can't imagine not having it now. And we took like hundreds and hundreds of bank transfers, which was long in terms of trying to actually withdraw that information, put it onto our spreadsheets for our delivery runs, etc. And here we are now with a really well-run online shop, which kind of records all that information. I can just take it from A to B and it's all very straightforward. So what's the website built with? So, yeah, the website itself, we, I've built the website on Squarespace. Oh, right. Built on Squarespace. So it's a shop that comes with that. I'll just look. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's quite popular, I think, isn't it? And how yeah. do you find that? Is it quite easy to manage that? Do you manage yeah, so you I, to put your I, products and stuff on? Yeah, exactly. To, my, to the um, person who helped me build the website's dismay, I was on to him all the time trying to like get him to change things for me and do this. I just didn't understand it. But now, luckily, I actually took the time to try and learn about it. So it's just, I find it crazy because I literally run the business from this. So the whole business is run just from that. I can see all the analytics. I can see where the areas of interest are coming from. I can see where, like, what box is selling best, all all sorts of things like that, which I never even knew I would be able to do. And I definitely wouldn't be able to do it if I was still doing this through bank transfers. No, that's true. That's true. It's all about streamlining the process to make it easier for you. But I guess also to make it it eliminates errors, doesn't it? To make sure that you don't deliver stuff to somebody who didn't end up actually sending the payment exactly. through to you and, and like that you kind can, of thing. Exactly. And it's the, I think the best thing about it, and it sounds really silly, but on the website, I've got pictures of the products that are bought. When it's done over bank transfer, the only way I'm able to go and remind myself what product they've actually ordered is, this, is if I need to go and search through the whole conversation on Facebook or Instagram or email or text and just to look what they've bought. Whereas I can just type a name in, it's there for me. I know exactly what they've ordered. I know what their address is, their contact number, their email address. It's all stored under one roof, I guess. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah. So you say that you're starting to expand outside yeah. of South Wales because Ben lives near to me and near Abergavenny. Yeah, that's right. How, how far are you having to deliver? Because you deliver them all yourself. Do you? You don't stick them in a parcel and have... So with yeah, so with South Wales, pretty much all areas of South Wales. I actually I'm pretty much in Cardiff every weekend delivering, which baffles me just because it's obviously our capital city. It's the most modern place where all these different kind of I'm sure there's plenty of different kinds of packages all over the place there. But yeah, I seem to have custom there every single weekend. So that's pretty much that's pretty much as far as I'll go in terms of delivering myself. Yeah. I have also been to like Bridge and Swan, I go Breckham Way, things like that. But when we then have started to branch out and, and, and reach out to the UK, obviously then I've, I've had orders from Scotland, Northern Ireland. So that's when we then have gone to the kind of postal route, which I don't I don't like because I like to make sure it all gets there from A to B and I like the personal touch. Yeah. Um, but there, there has been quite a, a request for it. So like we're still learning about this kind of part of it, but it's active and it's very much happening and it's going ahead and things like that, which is good. Yeah, you have to. If the demand is there, you're, you're stupid if you don't fulfil that demand. What are you? I can see how there would be logistical issues because of the exactly. fact that you're shipping well alcohol for one thing, and yeah. presumably glass containers and yeah, 
and some there's some fresh like you, you that past some of them are more fresh products as well aren't they what are you yeah. finding logistically is the challenge with that if you're using a, another a courier service as opposed so I've, to i've had to adapt in terms of with the ingredients so i do change the ingredients there's hardly ever fresh ingredients that go into our postal boxes mm -hmm. um, just because even though at the minute we've managed to change it whereas i was using royal mail we now have a next day recorded delivery service which even then there's still going to be delays so i can't risk it because of food hygiene and because of trading standards and things like that that's not something which i was willing to go down so we've adapted them slightly christmas over christmas period is quite easy because all of the garnishes were dried it's mainly logistics with garnish i try and be as eco-friendly as possible yeah um, so when we post all of our packaging is paper none of it is plastic so like when you order from some of the larger companies, which this baffles me because they have all the money and yet they'll still wrap everything in bubble wrap. Um, yeah. Whereas I'm a small local business who is able to not put any plastic on my products at all. And nine times out of 10, it gets there safely. And this yeah. is glass jars. So it's one of the most fragile objects you can have. But yeah, so that's the kind of route. So logistics are there. But I think if you want to, if you want to go down an eco-friendly route, then you have to increase that risk factor for it to work. You can't have it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, and but I suppose you can do what you can to minimise the risk, can't you? Yeah, but yeah. then what's your, if something does arrive smashed, obviously, I presume they just contact you and you are yeah. happy to replace it. Yeah, yeah, Is that exactly. something, I, I guess, if it gets to a point where you have that happening too often, then you'll have to rethink things, won't you? But that's, that's what it is. Like, I think we're looking down the route now as opposed to me doing I'm, I'm looking we're, at the minute I'd say we are doing the same service or trying to replicate the service I do in the local deliveries and in the South Wales deliveries I think we're trying to do the exact same thing UK wide mm -hmm. going forward I don't think it's at the moment a realistic thing and I might have to adapt to make the product smaller because it's such yeah. a it's a, it's a large package, essentially, that I'm sending out, or it's under the bracket of between 3 and 20 kilograms, so it's the same price to post as if it was 20 kilograms, even though it's around about 3.5 kilograms to send. Yeah. Uh, going forward, it might be that we make a smaller version of what we're already doing that can then get sent out nationally. I think it would probably be more effective and, and more, more sustainable going forward to do that. So Yeah, yeah. So how do you think... The, how are these people finding you? Because if, is it word of mouth? It's spreading over the country, or are you doing anything from an online marketing point of view? What are you doing anything there? I, I, I think so. From an analytics point of view, I have looked into it. So Facebook is our biggest market for sales. After Facebook is direct searches, which is people actually typing in the beerboxcompany.co.uk. After that, then is Google searches, and then it's Instagram. So they're my kind of four main platforms. Social media has been things like, I think giveaways have worked quite well. Mm -hmm. um, when I do giveaways, they always get quite a, a, a nice reception. Collaborations with other businesses so that they also, they're introduced to my customer base. I'm introduced to theirs, new markets in that way. And I'd also say, make, like little things, old school methods as well. So just making sure there's a business card in the box, every box that's on there, on the instructions, just encouraging people to maybe take a photo and to tag us in on social media. Oh, good idea, um, yeah. Just, just little things like that. Promotions, so when we've had maybe a Halloween or something like that, just getting them to little discount codes or little things like that where they'll be able to have a box off or £5 off in um, November, and then that means that you're getting double the content on social yeah. media and things like that. 
So just little little tricks, maybe more modernised methods through social media. But I do I do also think you can never you can never really lose with some of the old school methods as well. You're very right there, and I think it's all too easy for people to just forget. We we all get pulled into this digital kind of media and everybody's yeah. telling you you've got to do this online and that and this and the other and then it is we do forget that sometimes it's the good old-fashioned even leaflet through the door yeah, that yeah. can actually because you could do that locally couldn't you and stick a leaflet through the door coming up to maybe easter or holiday times and party season yeah. that, that's still going to work it no, doesn't exactly. mean that, yeah yeah it's excellent and i think i think a big another one so we our branding has helped because it's quite different i actually deliver in a van which on the side has the beer box company and all of what we do like little bullet points of what we do but then the back of the van door this sounds really vain but it's not it's just the the thing we come up with the back of the doors is just a massive cartoon picture of myself in braces and bow tie behind the bar so that catches quite a lot of attention and when i pull up in a street or a cul-de-sac and things like that I'll actually have people come out of their house and just wonder what we are and they'll ask questions so that's like an old school method again it's just networking having a little chat spending some time to talk to someone I'm also I have really bad eyesight so when we when we go delivering and it starts to go darker I'll just knock on people's doors and ask if they can direct me in the right place and then I speak to people that way as well Um, (laughs) good idea i'm selling as i'm selling basically (laughs) and i guess you always have a business card or a leaflet or something in the hand that you can just always have it in my pocket always yeah yeah so do you do do you get a lot of repeat custom from people once they've ordered from you once do you find you get a lot yeah this this is what i was most surprised about um i'm completely aware that we are in a situation where at the minute, people's people's ideas for where they can go and consume alcohol is completely limited, especially because the pubs have been shut, restaurants, etc. But at the same time, I'm lucky that I've got to experience what it was like outside of lockdown. Mm-hmm. We were still busy. We were still having repeat custom like you just asked. I think even when pubs reopen, when people are allowed to gather, we'll also have trade in that respect because it'll be that people can enjoy these boxes together. It's, it's more of a thing to do. And with repeat custom, yeah, we've, I've literally had a lot of people who have maybe ordered upwards to between 10 and 15 boxes um, throughout the, the nine months that we've been doing this. And that's quite a lot of people as well. I think like on the, I, I, it was literally, it's funny actually that we're talking about this today because only yesterday, I think we had hit 1,000 orders on our website since I'd started the website. That's not including all of the BAPS orders, but that's a thousand orders on the website, and that's that's orders, not boxes. Um, so that's like sometimes you have six boxes on one order. So yeah, the repeat customers been good. I've got a really nice broad area where I'll have repeat customers in Cardiff. I'll have repeat customers on the street I live. I'll have re- repeat customers in Abergavenny, things like that. Yeah, it's been that was a long-winded answer to your question, but we have got repeat customers. Yes. Yeah, and do you do anything like? Um email marketing or anything like that to keep in touch with people once they have ordered from you? Do you have anything like that set up? No, that's something I want to set up, like a mailing list. Yeah, we did start that with our first ever website and that was to do with keeping people up to date with where we'll be pitching up or what markets we'll be doing and things like that with the beer box company. But no, that's something that I that's something that I do want to go there. I've seen other local businesses do that in my trade as well. And I do think that's quite a good way of having a, a nice personal touch with your with your regular customers. 
Yes, because you can keep you can just keep in touch. You don't always have to be selling in an email, do you? You can just yeah, exactly. be keeping up to date and yeah. telling them your news and telling them what's happened, yeah. happened. And then at the time that they come to a point where they maybe have a birthday or a party or something and they think, exactly. oh, I know where to go. We'll go and see. We'll go and see Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're yeah. right. And it's, it's nice. Like, I've, I've genuinely, honestly, I've made friends during this whole kind of sidestep that we make it's funny because during the pandemic obviously the, the i know we're still in the pandemic i say that but during the kind of first lockdown where it was all a bit like unknown there were some people who weren't seeing maybe other people for days and weeks at a time so mm. i would obviously safely deliver take steps back and we'd just have a nice little chat and get to know a lot of people that way people were being really supportive of, of what we were doing and I think they realised it was difficult that we had to adapt. So they were really championing that. That was a really nice experience as well. Yeah, I think you've probably kept a lot of people sane, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Hydrated. <laughs> <and> sane, <yeah. laughs> I think a lot of people rely on their uh, gin and tonic at the end yeah, of an yeah, evening yeah. after being stuck at home with kids yeah, and homeschooling think, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what do you think we've got the end of lockdown is in sight fingers crossed. Are you starting to think about what you're going to do and what is going to happen once, as you say, pubs start reopening and venues start reopening? Do you have a plan yet as to how you're going to move forward? Because I assume just because you can take your mobile bar out to events again, you're not going to suddenly stop doing the cocktail packages, are you? Do you have a plan? Have you thought about what you're going to do with that yet? Yeah, so I think it's going to... I think it's just going to be about us expanding. Whereas originally we were... A mobile bar service i'd say we're now more of a organization where i'm looking to add further i'm looking to come up with more ideas and just add to what we're doing and then branch out and expand in that way where we'll have maybe a couple of different avenues i think it is potentially in the future looking like i may have to start to hire staff and things like that until now i've had loads and loads of help from family um mm. and they helped me get started but there is going to be a point where we have a very busy wedding season. And I, I assume and I hope that there's still going to be a market for this and a, and a, and a want and a need for, for what we're doing as well. So, yeah, these definitely aren't going anywhere. This is this is here to stay. And I think we've managed to sell so many in such a short space of time as well that even in the lockdown, I can afford to kind of lose so many sales, but still have such a nice amount of sales if it continues while still concentrating on our original plan, which is to do weddings, events, festivals, things like that. Have you started seeing any bookings start to come in now? Are you actually promoting the event side of things yet? Or are you yeah, going so to I, hold I, off I, until you know what's happening? I've started to, because of the English announcement, I've started to dabble in it in terms of just remind people that this is actually what we do. Because a lot of people, a lot of our followers and a lot of things like that, don't actually realise that that's what we do and that we have these big green horse box bars that we can just pour pints from a pump in. So yeah, I've started to, to engage back with that. I've, I've started to talk to our couples again. Some of our couples before the more recent announcements have postponed until 2022, but there are now some who post June and July, which is when I think things, fingers crossed, are starting to look more more normal. Then we're, we're going to be getting in contact with them now in the next week to just organise how that will look and what they're like and things like that which is nice because it's, it's nice to go back to what we'd originally done. But I still, I do really enjoy the whole putting these packages together and delivering them and things like that. So I'm lucky in that respect. I mean, I've got two avenues at the minute. Mm. I'd, like to, I'd like to get three or four and, or five and continue to all link it in with a similar thing, but slightly different. So that's the plan going forward. But, um, but yeah. have you, um, I was just sitting here thinking, have you ever, have you thought yet about 
doing it as a subscription box where people could just have a cocktail box delivered once a month and then they have a different couple of have you ever thought about doing that yeah so we do i actually do that we have got a, a kind of a subscribers list i don't it's funny that's one thing i i need to concentrate on with my advertising is to get that out there a bit more because i don't think enough people are aware of it i did we started with it and it was like a two-month kind of no obligation thing and from then we've still got people now who subscribe every month and they continuously provide that custom for us. But then we also get people who were originally subscribed, never resubscribed, but they still seem to have cocktail boxes every single two weeks or every single three weeks anyway. So I do remind them of that sometimes. But it is, yeah, that's something that I'd like to go down because I know there's, there's bigger companies such as the Craft Gin Club and things like that who have these big kind of um, national subscription services. But I have had interest that people would like to support a more local subscription service. I do think we also provided a good product. So I don't think that if they were to come away from a more national business, that they would be missing out on the quality of, of the product either. No, because I've seen, obviously, I've seen the images of the products that you've got and your boxes, and they do look, they're very unique, the way that you've got it laid out. And it's not just a bottle of gin and some tonic yeah. and some Angostura bitters or something like that. It's yeah. very well thought out and it's it, no, they look beautiful. Um, and it's it is really something that it is different, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's it yeah. is different, and that's really good. What have you got a, a five year plan? Have you got a big vision in your head? I know you say you want to obviously expand and maybe have different product ranges and product lines. Hmm. Have you got a massive vision? How many kind of mobile bars do you want to have? Have you got yeah, anything no, like that in your head? Yeah, I think. Like at the minute, so at the minute we've got about I've got access to about four or five different mobile bars. So, so some of these are inside kind of internal smaller bars, but then we've got two vehicle bars. I'd like to get a vehicle bar which I can actually drive as opposed to us towing. Yeah. So that would be different from a horse box, it would be something else. I've not really thought in loads of detail yet, but I am thinking about that. I thought about possibly looking to open maybe like a cocktail bar but in a very unique way so either a really intimate one which is made out of a double decker bus or a shipping <laughs> container or something, or something like that or i think the big plan if i'm trying to answer your question because I, I go off tangent if i'm trying to answer your question i would like to have a wedding venue myself but quite a stripped back wedding venue where you bring people like me People like food trucks, all sorts of things like that. You bring them to the venue. It's like a DIY wedding, and and that, that's the kind of vibe that I'd like to go down. So that's the I think that's the long term aim, and I I don't think that I'm going to be too far off. Maybe trying to get the ball rolling with that, if I'm honest. So that's a lovely idea because I think that would appeal to so many people. A yeah. because it would be more cost effective than just hiring a hotel to do everything. Yeah. But it also means that people can to completely tailor their wedding to, to be exactly how they want it. They can have their Caribbean yeah. street food if that's what they want, or they can have pancake a yeah. pancake stall if that's what they want. That's I think that spot. would, that, yeah, sounds like a lovely idea. And I, I, think, I think I worked, so I previously had worked in a wedding venue, and some of the wedding venues are beautiful. I'm not taking anything away from that, and I'm not being biased because I do go to these blank canvases with my own bars where people have brought their own imagination together and, and brought this beautiful little place alive, which is what happens. It's, honestly, some of the weddings we go to are just absolutely stunning. But it's mainly me working in a wedding venue myself. You see that there is a factory aspect to it, where 
the one the, the couples have enjoyed their day and then all of a sudden it's on to the next couple and it's on to the next couple luckily they don't see that and i'm really glad and it is special to them and it doesn't take anything away but from an outsider looking in mm. I, I see how quickly the changeover is and it's you're in this building it's a whole new set of people but it's the same as yesterday or the same as the day before because it's a set menu the bar's the same the drink options are the same where they walk through is the same everything's the same so when you have that experience where you're able to have whatever type of music you want you're able to have pie and mash in a cardboard box things like that so that, that's what i enjoy that's the and that's my vision basically yeah less of the production line and more yeah. of the real intimate personalized yeah. feel that creates that whole atmosphere that you want not that you're just fitting exactly. into somebody else's idea of what a lovely yeah. wedding is yeah, yeah. No. that sounds it sounds amazing and i'm I can't wait to see how it goes for you in the next few years because obviously I shall see what's happening because you're local yeah. to me and I shall be keeping an eye out on Facebook and Instagram and that kind of thing. And well done on taking what could have been really, let's be honest, what could have been a complete washout of a year for you and you could have just sat yeah. back on your thumbs and said oh that's it we can't do it but you didn't turned it around and said look let's have this let's try this and you did and it's been a really big success and I'm really pleased for you and wishing you every success moving forward and yeah onwards and upwards and when <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing a cocktail bus in a double uh, sorry a cocktail bar in a double-decker bus driving around up <laughs> I tell you, the, the, the idea I got from that I went to Berlin ages ago probably maybe six six years ago I'd say six seven years ago and I, I walked into a, we were queuing outside to go into this little private pub, is what I thought it was. I walked into the beer garden, and all of a sudden I just looked to my right, and it was just a massive red double-decker bus, which they had converted into a um, into a bar. It had all, like, loads of optics, loads of different spirits, and there was just people lined up throughout the whole place just enjoying themselves. All little tellies, music, things like that, and so good. But, um, but that gave me the idea, and I always do think in... in Cities always give you the best inspiration of what you can bring into a more rural area, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. And that is the example I had there. It's like double-decker buses, shipping. I've seen people convert um, shipping containers into these lovely little rustic bars. It's a small, intimate, where it's like exclusive, if you like. But it's, it's definitely something that you can bring into towns and villages if you sell it right and if you have the yeah. right menus and things like that. I totally yeah, agree. Definitely scope and things that I, I want to do, which are a bit maybe outside of our usual box, but we shall no, see. I, I think that's what people are looking for, though. I think we, yeah. we're, we're fed up with the same old, and I think people are looking for something different, something unique, and hopefully you can fill that void and you can grow your business and do really well out of it. So, um, yeah, hopefully. That's good luck with it. Yeah, yeah. Thank and and thank you so much for talking to me. It's been fascinating. I've loved no, I enjoyed to that story. It's been good. Great, thank yeah, no, you. Thank you very, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. No worries. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.